Open your Bible to the book of Matthew, chapter 9. A very familiar passage that is often used when one speaks about missions. But I want us to consider it for a few moments, if you would please. In Matthew chapter 9, I mean, if you go from chapter 8 and even before that, the Lord is performing miracle after miracle, event after event, one after the other. And you come to chapter 9, verse 35, after he made the dumb man speak, he says, Chapter 9, verse 35, and Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Jesus was busy going around. Missions and the gospel is about movement. Movement, one place to the other. You just have to look and read the book of Acts. How the gospel, the believers, God moved from one place to the other. So Jesus was busy going from one place to the other, giving the gospel. But even Jesus in his humanity saw something that touched him greatly. In verse 36, He says, but when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. When Jesus saw the multitude, he didn't see more work. He didn't see more, um, you know, People that are going to be bothering him. He didn't see more expense. What he saw were people, were sheep that looked so lost, scattered without a shepherd. And the Bible says he was moved with compassion. You know, there is a difference between feeling sorry for someone and having compassion. Feeling sorry is just a momentaneous uh, feeling, emotion of the moment. Having true compassion um, direct you and move you to action. To do something. When Jesus saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. The same compassion that moved him all the way to the cross. The same compassion that he had for you and I when he saw us in our failing state. That move him to touch us, touch you and I with his spirit and cause us to believe and trust in him to be saved. He was moved to, with compassion. Again, there's one thing to feeling sorry for someone. But when you're moved with compassion, compassion moves to action. And in the case of Jesus, in the example that he gave us, that move to action was sacrificial action. He sacrificed 
sacrifice. But then he's going to turn to his disciples. He didn't turn to the multitude. He didn't turn to the people that were there. Who were he was ministering to. He turned to his disciples. His followers. So I want us tonight. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ. If you are a believer. If you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. That these words that he said to them back there. When he saw the multitude. Take these words as he was saying them to you tonight. He looked to his disciples. In verse 37, then say he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. The labor, the harvest is plenteous. And the laborers are few, folks. If there is one thing we got to be praying for, is that God will send more laborers to the field. That more young people, adults, young adults, professional, believers, those that call disciples, will see and feel the burden, the heaviness, are seeing the harvest ready, full, and to consider the call to missions, the call to serve, to be a labor in God's field. Yes, we need more ministry, more ministers. There is a need for more servants. Nowadays, young adults look at the field and when they're going into adulthood of professions and parents instruct their children to pick a profession or look at a profession that, 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 that will give you the more money, will secure your life. Make sure you choose a profession that you're going to be having a good pension fund. Well, there is a possibility that you may have that or not. But let me tell you this. Laborers are need in the field of the harvest because if not, the harvest can be lost. You are needed to go out there. You are needed. And perhaps. As Paul said in Romans chapter 9. We can pray. To have a heaviness and a sorrow. For people. If you read Romans chapter 9. You'll see that Paul. In fair there. That he was even willing to trade his salvation. With those that was his kind, his people, Israel. In order for them to be saved and to know Jesus Christ. Folks, I tell you the truth. I have not got to that point where I would train my salvation, I think, for the salvation of somebody else. I don't know. It's I got to that point to loving someone like that. 
It cannot be done, but he says that. And that's the type of love and heaviness and sorrow I need to have. You need to have. As a church, we need to have. Is we really going to do missions. I had some stats that I wanted you to see. But because of time, I'm not going to put that. I got this. Okay, Steve, you put one already. I'm just going to be quick. Um, I got that off the Barner Institute, talking about young people in churches. And if you want that information, you get it off the internet. Have you heard the Great Commission among churchgoers? Just 51% says no. This is a study made on evangelical churches in the USA. You could go and trade it. Put on the, the, the other one. When you read these stats, you marvel. You marvel. And what's going on? And the Barnard Institute get, uh, um, st- studied lot for 18 months asking questions. Most believers today know more about pop culture than the great, than the great co- co- commission. They're more in tune with politics than knowing how to give the gospel. They're more into sports and academics than having a burden for people. And folks, I want you to read this statement out of the book, um, the last um, slide, Steve. New Testament order for the church and missionary. Pay, and, and, and a missionary, page 131. Look at this quotation. The Lord founded the church as a mission organization. Such was his original structure. It was not an ecclesiastical organization with a missionary effort as a department of its work. The missionaries were their leaders. Its main purpose was missionary and all his, mem- all his members participated in the propagation of the gospel. It wasn't just a pastor thing, it wasn't just the apostle, but when you read the book of Acts, you see, was all the church, was the believers, those that were moving, whether it was voluntary or because of the persecution that went from town to town, preaching the gospel and starting churches. That's how Antioch was started. Folks, mission-minded, the Great Commission, the gospel, is not just a department in church. It's the pulse. Should be the heartbeat. Should be what moves us locally and globally. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you so much that the gospel got to us. But we pray, Lord, that we will not, not forsake our call and responsibility, our calling, our obedience to you in this, the Great Commission. We call it Great Commission. Father, let it be great in our hearts and mine, for real. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Ray 